Your reasons for listening to this show, well, those are your own. But just keep in mind that the views, information, or opinions expressed on the Tuttle Daily Podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of our sponsors. Yeah, it's called free speech, people. Nobody's forcing you to listen. Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. From the Hobo Fish Camp, it's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, Tuttle. Everything's a goddamn debate. Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot net. Now, the reason that I want to give you my website right now is because I've been talking about this the last couple of days. The Best of Orlando, the, the competition that the Orlando Weekly does, every single year they do Best of Orlando, like Best Restaurant best radio show, best uh, whatever it may be. And they got a category, best podcast not on the radio. Now, I don't understand that category. Are they talk Because, you know, a lot of these other radio shows are doing podcasts as well, too. iHeartRadio has figured out, hey, how can we make our talent work even more and get web hits, get web promos, get web commercial ad revenue and they're doing that. So maybe that's why they did that. Maybe that's why they said best podcast not on the radio. Now, does that, does that mean that Tom and Dan are, are nullified from this category? Because, I mean, they kind of are on the radio at night at Real Radio 104.1, a corporate time with Tom and Dan. But go to my website, Tuttle.net. Very, very easy. There is a banner there that you can click on, and it's going to take you directly to the page where you're going to have to write in my name. You're going to have to write in the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I want to keep it all uniform so, you know, I don't know how they're tallying the votes uh, for write-ins. I don't know if they all have to match up. But when you write uh, me in, make sure the Tuttle Daily Podcast. And just to show you how seriously I am when it comes to at least getting nominated. Like I said, do I really think that I have a shot to win this competition? Hell no. But I also think that it would help the show grow just to be able to see my name because I've told you this. I've looked at my analytics and they're telling me nobody listens in Orlando. And I know that is the furthest thing from the truth because I know people personally that do listen to the Tuttle Daily Podcast in Orlando. But back to what I was saying, This is how seriously I'm taking this competition. I had this guest on probably uh, like three or four months ago, uh, Amy Sinha. Amy Sinha is a singer, voiceover actor, actor, uh, just production whiz. And I reached out to her. Now, I don't want you guys to think like, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, switching over voiceover people or production people. No, not, not at all. I love Josh Kale. But I had Amy Sinha do me up a promo. I even paid out of the PayPal, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And I uh, PayPal'd her the money, very reasonable price, by the way. And we were able to get that done. I was blown away what the exchange rate was. I sent 60 American dollars and that only comes out to like 40 
uh, British pounds. I didn't. I I thought that the dollar was was a little bit stronger, but I guess that the uh, British pound is still like kicking our ass right now because I sent sixty and she only got forty. Orlando Weekly, best of Orlando. Listen, I'm not saying anything bad about Amy Sinha. I I know that this could backfire on me. She's got a beautiful voice. I am, I, I just, uh, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm very turned on by the British slash UK Welsh accent. But that's also because I'm an Anglophile. And I'm not trying to sexualize Amy Sinha at all. But man, but I'm also afraid that my audience is like, oh, Tuttle's a uh, British person doing his reads now. Is this going to sound too fancy? Is my audience going to be like, I ain't voting for Tuttle uh, because he's got some Brit uh, doing his live read promos for this Orlando Weekly thing. Screw them. We won the Revolutionary War, and why do we need them? Screw them. Yeah, representation or taxation without representation. They took our jobs. Right, the Tuttle Daily Podcast in the category for best podcast not on the radio. Visit Tuttle.net where you'll find a direct link. Man, I, I got to talk a little shop with her. I got to find out what her settings are. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, man, her voice just cuts through. It is so crisp and clear. Maybe, maybe there's nothing that you can do to actually help my voice. And it really is. There are those special type of people that are just gifted with a great sounding voice. Like Dan Stone. If you if you listen to Real Radio 104.1 in Orlando, Dan Stone has maybe one of the most amazing voices that I've ever heard in my life. So maybe Amy Sinha cannot even help me out because I would love to know the type of microphone, what type of processing and stuff that she's using. Because goddamn, she sounds good. So you can't complain that it's too complicated. And if you don't live in Orlando, no problem. If you're a supporter of the show from anywhere around the world, you can vote too. So there you have it. That th- This should show you how seriously I want to be nominated for Best of Orlando, Best Podcast, not on the radio for Orlando Weekly. I know that it sounds, you know, very petty- petty-ish of me, not Tom Petty-ish. But I, it would just be nice to get some type of recognition, really, because I, I've seen some of the podcasts that have been nominated, and I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but come on. Like, usually it's an uh, ensemble cast of a couple of people, and I don't want you guys to think, like, I'm bragging because I do the show by myself. I don't do it by myself all the time, but, you know, having Ciroc help me out, Charlie Alamo. Hannah from Canada, which I got to get her on. There's some drama going on there that you guys just need to hear about. But what I'm trying to say is that I, I'll put this show that I do every single day, or maybe, maybe it sucks. Maybe I think that I'm better than I actually am. Who knows? But for me, what I've been able to do bare bones, I do this whole thing on my iPhone. A lot of these people have thousands and thousands of dollars of equipment have great studios. My studio is my shitty-ass PT Cruiser and a lightning connection, one-way directional microphone with a mic screen on it. And that's how I do my show every single day. So, yeah, I think I need a little bit of credit. Not even asking for a win. I'm just asking for one nomination, and I will go on my way. 
thanks again to Amy Sinha uh, from Wales for doing that voiceover last minute. I mean, she had that thing turned around in less than 24 hours. If you'd like to check her out, maybe see some of her stuff. If you're a business, maybe wanting to have a uh, female British voice read your commercials, you can easily go to her website, Amy Sinha. That's A-M-Y Sinha, S-I-N-H-A dot com. So, when I get into my first news story, and a lot of people are making a big, big news story out of this. And I don't understand why it is such a big deal that Bill and Melinda Gates are going to get divorced. Something is really, really fishy going on here. Like, did the government find out something? Like, I've talked about this. I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. But everybody's been out there. Oh, Bill Gates, he's trying to, he's, he's microchipping us. He, he started this whole pandemic to take over the world and put computer chips in us. Now, I don't think that's it. But there is something going on there. I mean, they've been together for 27 years. And a lot of people are feeling bad. You know, Jeff Bezos got pretty much taken for half of his wealth. And guess what? He's already made that money back and more. So don't don't feel bad for these rich men because I'm going to get into that a little bit. I'm not going to be sexist, uh, but it it's really on balance for men. It is. The men always get screwed over. They get they get BF'd every single time. But I'm also not going to shed a tear for Bill Gates because he I, I'm telling you, Melinda's getting Half. Half. And that's going to be a shit ton of money. But I also feel like maybe maybe something they know is coming around the corner and they're trying to split up their assets, maybe to hide a little bit of it. Who knows what's going on? Because this all came out of left field. It was a match made at Microsoft and now it's over. In a statement on Twitter today, Bill and Melinda Gates said after a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. See, that first statement that the reporter made is what is going to undo Bill Gates in this whole divorce proceedings because it was a match made in Microsoft. I think Melinda and Bill might have been together right when the company first started. So she's been there pretty much since the inception. I could be wrong. Now, women that are there and maybe married with their with uh, their husband at the time and they're with them before they strike it rich and big, yeah, Melinda is definitely owed some money. Now, is she entitled half? I don't think so. I really, really don't. But to be honest, like I said, I don't feel bad for any of these rich billionaire assholes, a nerd, that probably would not even be married if it wasn't for all the billions that he had. I think he's the third or fourth richest man in the world. And they give away a lot of money. I don't want see now, I don't want people to think that I'm talking bad and like, oh, uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, uh, they're they're just they do no good. No, they do a lot of good. But are they really doing a lot of good because they want to help out people? No. I mean, some of these people get so rich. And this is outrageous. Think about this, that people get so rich that it actually they make money on uh, they make and save money on their taxes by giving away stuff. 
I mean, it really doesn't matter. They're still doing good work. But is it for the right reason? Or are they just trying to get a tax break? You know, our government has been set up where there are so many loopholes for the rich, powerful elite to be able to pay no taxes at all. The other thing is, I think I might be overthinking this whole thing. You know, I'm talking about, oh, it could be some conspiracy. Oh, they found out about the chips and the injections, which I'm not saying. Or do I believe that is that that's a true story? But this could be just as simple as when a man gets married. Now, in my case, this is. A lot of you guys out there that listen to this show, you guys might be pimps. You might have a strong-ass pimp hand. But I know when I got married, the blowjobs went away. And I would like to hear from you. Am I the only one that that happened to? Like, when you get married, like, the woman, you know, when she's courting you, you know, guy, they say guys do all the courtship and stuff, but the, the ladies do. Come on. They, they work a little bit harder to sexually please their men when they're trying to get with them, trying to catch their eye. And, and it only makes sense. It does. I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad about the women that do that, but goddamn, once they got the hook sent to you and you say, I do, and you put that ring on, on her finger, yes, all the extra sexual stuff that you used to get when you guys were dating, that's all out the window. But I would like to hear from you. You can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Because if I'm just being honest, I mean, I, my, my ex was not the most sexual person in the world. But uh, there was a lot of extra stuff before we got married. That all went out the window. Because when we got married, it was sex or hand jobs. And I know this is going to sound like really, really like redneckish, very southern. But we always, and, and that's the worst thing. Like, when it's just not off the cuff, like, when you, when you schedule sexual encounters, that just takes all the fucking passion out of it. But we always had it scheduled right before the NASCAR race, after a couple of years of marriage, hand job, before the checkered flag drop. Yes, I know that sounds very, very weird. But that was a, my once-a-week candy. And then maybe sex once. Once a month, twice a month, if I was lucky. God, now that I'm talking about this, my inner voice is telling me, you were one pathetic son of a bitch. The couple first met when Melinda Gates was a marketing manager at Microsoft, the company Bill Gates co-founded. Okay, strike number two against old Bill Gates here because we could have some type of Me Too parameters here. Like, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, she worked under... Bill Gates worked for his company. She could easily say, oh, I, um, he, he used his power, his authority, his place in the company, and that's the only reason. Now, I'm not saying that Bill Gates did a Me Too thing where, like, he moved up on her. Like, you know, Trump said, I moved on her like a bitch and grabbed her by the pussy. No, I don't think that that happened. But it also, it also isn't a good look. And you know that these lawyers are looking for every single angle that they can. They're going to come back and be like, uh, we want more than half. The only reason Melinda stuck around as long as she did was, hey, she was worried that she was going to get fired. She was worried that, you know, Mr. Gates is going to, uh, you know, 
drag my client's name through the mud. Yeah, Bill, this is going to be an expensive-ass uh, divorce. Just just be prepared. I could sense that he was a bit interested, and uh, oh, but it took, him, it took him quite a few months before he finally asked me out. Recently on the Tuttle Daily Podcast, I've been talking about how I always seem to get friend zone. And, you know, Bill is kind of like me, you know. In, in the, the day and times that we are living in, you, you cannot be too aggressive as a man or it's going to come back and bite you in the ass. And, and I have a hard time. Like, it always takes me a little bit of time. I need to be more aggressive. I don't, I, and by aggressive, I'm not saying, ooh, I'm going to have a chloroform rag and become a rapist or anything like that. No. What I'm trying to say is that you, I don't need to wait as long. Maybe it's also because I'm an only child. I'm a little old-fashioned, even though it does seem like I, I've lived a fucked-up life pretty much most of my life. But, yes, men, men have to be careful. And I, it sounds like Bill Gates it has the same game plan as I do. But the only thing is is that I'm not worth, like, $100 billion. If I was worth that much money, I would not even have to try like, I would be tripping over vagina and just falling into it if I had the stacks that old Bill Gates has. The couple have three children and for the past two decades have been a powerful force in philanthropy, giving away more than $50 billion. It became something that, you know, we get to do together. We're, yeah. you know, partners uh, in crime. Ooh, I just thought of another angle here. What if Bill and Melinda Gates were into like a, a poor people fetish? Like, every time they went and hung out at, like, some African village, they're staying in a hut, they're getting billions, billionaires, and, and these Africans can't even get clean, fresh water without, like, getting dysentery or malaria, and they just straight get after it in the hut, and they're like, oh, look at all these poor people. Oh, yeah, honey, yeah, oh, right there, oh, Bill Gates probably couldn't even last more than 30 seconds. But like I said, uh, the more and more marriage goes on, that all goes out the window. You're not you're not you're not going to be able to, you know, practice your poor people fetish. And I know that I'm probably going to get a lot of hate. And a lot of you guys are like, Tuttle, stop shock jocking. Not shock jocking. I'm just saying people are into some really, really weird stuff. In 2000, they started the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation to address issues of poverty and disease around the world. More recently, Bill Gates has shifted his focus to tackling climate change. In their statement, the couple says, we will continue our work together at the foundation, but we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in this next phase of our lives. Melinda Gates must give the best oral in the world or he's the dumbest guy. You know, a lot of these rich-ass people, you, you think that they're smart. You know, Albert Einstein couldn't even uh, tie his own shoe. But, I mean, I mean, that's got to... And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not being mean here. I'm not. But let's be honest. Melinda is not the stereotypical, like, supermodel, attractive person. Uh, listen, I'm nothing to look at either. But, you know, the, the bigger girls, the girls that maybe are a little bit more homely, they do try harder. And I'm going to, I got to tell you, this is, this might be like a feather is hat because, you know, everybody's like, oh shit, man, she must give amazing blowjobs if Bill Gates is just willing to give away half of everything he has. It just, 
this whole story does not make sense, and I really do think we're going to find out more and more as this story grows. This comes just two years after another billionaire tech titan, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos, announced his split from his wife of 25 years, Mackenzie. Bill Gates is the fourth richest person in the world, worth approximately $130 billion. The financial details of the divorce are not yet known. Ben Tracy, CBS News. Washington. Look, the real story here is, I mean, if these journalists really were something interesting, and what I mean by something different is, like, a lot of the Americans are probably like, you know what, fuck Bill and Melinda Gates. Who gives a crap if they're getting divorced? Because there's that guy who's been working, like, a 12-hour day, just busting his ass because, you know, he got screwed over. And let's be honest, Guys do, for the most part, get screwed over. If it is a domestic violence situation, and let's be honest, women do lie. I'm not trying to downplay domestic violence because guys are assholes. I, I think any guy that puts their hands on a woman should get his ass kicked. He really should. It, it is very, very despicable. But women do lie. I, I recently talked about this on the show. The guy here at the Hobo Fish Camp, everybody thought that he beat his wife, and he didn't. The woman actually self-harmed herself, and everybody automatically, man, that guy, that guy beat the hell out of his old lady. No, that, that was the furthest thing from the truth. And, but if the cops are called, even if the guy does own the house, he hasn't done anything wrong, nine times out of ten, the guy is going to jail or he's going to be told to leave his own house that he pays the mortgage on. And let's not even get started on, on, on the kid situation. The, the man could be the best father in the world. And I'm not, I'm not trying to paint with a broad brush here. And I'm not saying all of them. But if you meet a, a, a woman and she does not have, you know, full-time custody, and maybe the father gets uh, the kid every other weekend, that might be a red flag for you. And I do know some people, women that don't have full custody, but for the right reasons, uh, they're, they're looking out for the best interests of the kid. So I don't want any of the ladies out there that, you know, maybe don't have full custody of their kids. I'm not saying you're a scumbag. Maybe you're doing something that is the best for the kid, and that is the most important thing in the world. But I, w I would love to see a story about these men, like do an expose on these men, these blue-collar guys that just kill themselves every single day to be able to pay for their shitty-ass apartment, plus pay the mortgage, on the house that they're not allowed to live on anymore, plus pay alimony, plus pay child support. Like, how is that, how is that fair at all? And I don't want the ladies to think that I'm being misogynistic or I'm being, you know, like one of those he-man, manly man, and it's like, fuck women. No, that's not the case. Like, guys are assholes. But I, I, I talked about this last week, are too far to one side when it comes to the Me Too cancel culture thing, because you, you can't even compliment a woman anymore on how she looks uh, without being afraid that you're going to get in trouble 
for sexualizing that person. And then it's going to be a Me Too movement. And then your whole empire comes crumbling down. Uh, or it could be just as simple as Bill Gates is a horny ass motherfucker and Melinda uh, Gates gives the best head. And I got to tell you, this is going to be one of the most expensive blowjobs in the history of the world. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Great news, folks. You now have the chance to see the face in front of that sexy voice. Right you are, sir. The Tuttle Daily Podcast streams Monday to Friday on YouTube. Anything can happen at the Hobo Fish Camp. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, sir. That's enough. Okay. So go to youtube.com slash Tuttle. Don't forget to subscribe and hit that bell button so you're notified anytime Tuttle goes live. Good job, sir. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Don't forget, tonight at 8, it is the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream. Uh, If you don't know what that is, at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States, I do the Tuttle Daily Podcast live stream on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, and it's also very important that you hit that bell button. Because when you hit that bell button, you're going to get alerted to any time I put up any new content or I go live. Help spread the word. I only need probably about a little over 100 hours to be able to be fully monetized now where you guys will be able to do super chats during the live stream. Because everybody has been on my ass. It's like, why are you on Twitch? Why are you not on Twitch? Well, I'll tell you why. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that this would be uh, the case. You would think uh, a company like Google, uh, which owns YouTube, would be a little bit more stricter with their rules. Now, they are when it comes to copywritten music, you know, because if you use any music or stuff in your videos, you're going to get copywritten, it's going to get flagged, and you're not going to be able to get monetized for it. Now, the thing that I don't like about Twitch is that you cannot go over the top. You do not have that long leash to hang yourself with because you're on a pretty short one. And you could get banned at any moment. And I don't want to build up an audience on Twitch just to have it fucked with and thrown away. So that's why I've been trying to avoid Twitch because YouTube is a little bit more lenient. So go to my YouTube page youtube.com slash Tuttle. Make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button and watch some of my past videos. I got a lot of old archive material, a lot of my stunts and stuff that I did from my days on the Monsters in the Morning at Real Radio 104.1. I guess I'm the only person that's an open book. A lot of people are afraid to admit about their sex life or masturbation habits. Because you also got to remember, I was on all of those psychotropic drugs, the mood-stabilizing drugs for my OCD compulsive disorder, bipolar disorder, and I didn't realize what those medications were doing to me. I thought I was being responsible. 
I thought I was concentrating on my career. After my divorce, I'm like, all right, I'm going to make something of myself. I'm not going to have distractions. And I just was not interested in the uh, uh, opposite sex. I just, and, and, I, and to be honest, I was not masturbating as well either. And I didn't even realize, I was like, oh, that, you know, until people were telling me, they're like, that might be a little bit of a problem. But this new story that came out, it says two and three say the best bedroom partner they've ever had is themselves. And I got to tell you, I kind of agree with this story. Is the best sex partner of your life staring at you in the mirror? Well, yeah, pretty much for me. You know, most people have uh, toothpaste, uh, debris, like all over the mirrors in their bathrooms. No, mine is my semen. You know, because sometimes it just gets away from me. But three in five Americans say that they have never experienced an orgasm with a partner and have only reached bliss through masturbation. In fact, 44% even credit masturbation for a life epiphany or an aha moment akin to an amazing shower thought. Now, I kind of see that. I really, really do. But maybe this is because of my mental issues. I always feel guilty because, uh, you know, whenever you clean up after masturbation and you go into the bath, look at yourself in the mirror and I'm like, look at yourself. You're pathetic. You just jacked off. And we've all been there. Maybe I'm the only one that's willing to admit it. But yeah, you always feel a little bad. I mean, it's all fun and games. You're having a great time to that moment of no return. I don't know if you guys know what edging is, but edging is something that, as a guy, if you're not dating somebody and you're not having sex on the reg, yes, I said reg, and I sound ridiculous when I said it, but it does help you out because it helps you out with your stamina. Because if you do not, like, edge or masturbate on a regular basis, you're going to be a one-pump one chump. I mean, those are just the hard, true facts. The new study finds two in three Americans also think that they're mind-blowing in bed and say that they have had their best orgasm solo. The poll of 2,000 sexually active Americans revealed the vital role masturbation plays in response relationships with their bodies and their romantic encounters with others. You know, I, I, I kind of agree with this. Because, you know, you have to lose your virginity at some point. And I remember the first time that I actually discovered, because I would, I would play around with myself, but I would never do it long enough where I would, you know, ejaculate. I know that a lot of people probably think, oh man, Tuttle's just going way over the top. He's shock jocking. No, I'm not. This is just, I'm being honest and open. I actually scared myself. I was like, oh, did I break my dick? What is, what just came out? Of my penis. You know, kids today have it so easy. All the information that they need is at their fingertips with the internet. And I, I didn't have that luxury in towards the later years of my teenage years. So it's a little bit easier now, I think. Or I could be wrong. I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe, maybe us just figuring it out on our own back in the day was maybe the best thing that could have happened. I'm just being honest. Six in 10 claim that they would rather masturbate than have sex with a partner. Now, 
I don't get that. I really don't get that. Listen, I, I consider myself the MacGyver of masturbation because guys, they are so horny, they will stick their penises in any hole just to see how it feels. Like, we've all been in the pool and been like, ooh, okay. I wonder if my penis can fit in that pool filter. And everybody's tried it. Maybe not put it in there, but had have that water jet, like, spray on it. Oh, yeah. Uh, here's another one. Not a lot of you guys know this. You can buy those fish aquarium cleaners. It's kind of like how you siphon out uh, gasoline out of a car. And you, you get the water siphoned first, and then, and then it cleans the gravel and stuff. And I was in PetSmart trying to get some uh, flea and tick stuff for the two chihuahuas that we had, Raven and Jazzy. And I saw this fish aquarium thing. And I know, like, the first thing that I should not think of is, oh, man, that would be a great thing to masturbate with. Because technically, I, I kind of gave my own self oral without actually my lips touching my penis. Because what it is, is it, it's kind of like a penis pump. It fits down in there. And then you suck through the tube. Kind of like you're trying to get the siphon so you can clean the gravel. And I got to tell you, it felt pretty goddamn good. I also found the perfect size for the average size penis is, and it can't be a Gatorade bottle. It has to be a Powerade bottle uh, because that opening is just about the right size of an erect penis for it to be able to fit in. Yeah, you got to lube it up a little bit. It does get dry. But, yeah, that's probably one of the most white trash things that I have ever masturbated with. And I don't want you to think that, like, I'm picking on the guys. Ladies, you guys are just as horny as us men. But the thing is, is that you guys actually have better masturbation toys. I will say that the men's toys have gotten a lot better. That uh, auto blow thing that we tried out on the Bubble Love Sponge show one time back when we were on Sirius. I got to tell you, that that is the closest that to the real thing of oral sex. But women, women don't have to get as creative as guys do when it comes to masturbation. They just don't. Like, they can just use phallic-looking things you know, I've even heard some women have used toothbrushes, uh, fruits, carrots, cucumbers, whatever it may be. Uh, you can get an assortment of all types of dildos. You know, one of the one of the weirdest dildos that I ever saw going into a sex shop. This is actually back when I was married to my wife. And you know that we are big Halloween fans. We're nerds. We love The Walking Dead. They had a zombie cock. And I'm not joking with you. It was a dildo, but it was a zombie cock, which it had all types of ridges on it. It looked like it had been decaying and all that stuff. But it was an erect zombie cock. And that was one of the weirder ones that I've ever seen. But what I'm also trying to say is that men have to masturbate more than women. Because I, I'm just being honest with you. And once again, 
I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but I got to be careful with all the cancel culture and stuff out there. But if a woman wants to get laid, if a woman wants to have sex, I'm, I can almost guarantee you they have about a 99.9% uh, success rate to go out to a bar. And if you are horny as a woman and you want to have sex, it's, it's much easier for you to be able to have sex because guys, they're just like, yeah, 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 I'm, uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll do whatever. Yes, you want to have sex? Yeah, of course. So what I'm trying to say is guys, guys have it a little bit harder because they have to court the ladies. They got to be gentlemen. And I'm not saying that like women are all innocent and stuff. Hell, I mean, look back in the early 2000s, sex in the city. Samantha, she was the biggest whore out there and she got after it. And guess what? A lot of women looked up to her and were like, yes, that is female empowerment at its finest. So what I'm trying to say is maybe I'm just the only one that's being honest about masturbation. But back to the story, while masturbation clearly plays a key role for respondents as adults, it turns out most start practicing much earlier. The average American first begins experimenting with masturbation at 15 years old. Now, I was a little bit ahead of that. 71% credit masturbation for helping them communicate with their partners about their preferences in the bedroom. Three and four now think masturbation is healthy, but there are still lingering misconceptions. 63% are still negative uh, connotations associated with female masturbation and pleasure. No. Look. Ladies, if you want to masturbate, have at it. Please, have at it. It is alarming that at a time when disrupting the status quo is becoming the status quo, 63% of participants still feel that there is a stigma around female masturbation and pleasure, says Sarah Krenjik-Jukik, global brand manager at Lilo, in a statement. I wonder what Lilo stands for. Uh, they're saying oh, most don't talk about their sex toys. Nearly half the polls, 46%, have purchased a sex toy as a part of their self-exploration. Now, this is another thing. Uh, if a guy goes to a sex shop to buy a masturbation toy, you know that the people that are checking you out are judging you. They're, they're judging you. They're like, oh, man, this guy's a creep. He's buying a zombie cock. Uh, no. But when a woman goes, it's like, oh, good for you, girl. Good for you. Get after it. You don't need no man. No, you can take care of yourself. So what I'm trying to say is, however, a third of those responder, respondents prefer to keep their toy use to themselves. Of respondents who don't use toys with partners, three in five, 61%, said their partners wouldn't approve of toy use. I... Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I stand on this one, but I really don't give a damn. I mean, if she's getting her pleasure and I'm getting mine, who cares? Nearly 6 in 10 say that they use toys by themselves because they prefer it that way, while 57% confess they don't even want their partner to know that they have a toy. I don't know. I mean, I think you just, to have a, a healthy sex life, with somebody you you like, you got to be open and honest. 
Sex positivity really comes down to believing that sexuality is a normal and healthy part of the human experience. While the data shows a trend towards more tolerant attitudes towards sex and masturbation, we still have a long way to go before these attitudes extend equally to all sexual identities and gender expression. I don't know. I just wanted to share that story with you because you gotta, you, you do have to masturbate, especially if you're a guy and you're not getting it as regularly as you want to because you're going to embarrass yourself in the bed if you don't practice. Every, it's just like Kobe. Kobe would get, get to the games three hours before, and he would do like a 1,000 shots before the game. You got to practice. It's the same thing. You jacking off is like Kobe practicing his turnaround jump away fade 500 times before they played the Celtics on Sunday night. There's no difference at all. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Orlando Weekly. Best of Orlando. Write the Tuttle Daily Podcast in the category for best podcast not on the radio. Visit Tuttle.net where you'll find a direct link so you can't complain that it's too complicated. And if you don't live in Orlando, no problem. If you're a supporter of the show from anywhere around the world, you can vote too. Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans, past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. Want to support the show? Go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Last segment of the day. My final story is kind of masturbation related to my previous story. And I've talked about this lately. I'll forget that us as humans, you know, we have a high value of ourselves. And we're nothing but animals. We are part of the animal kingdom. And there's a lot of stuff that is ingrained into our DNA, just as animals are. Animals, they, they, they look for food, shelter, reproduction. And that's what humans want to do. Every man, I don't know why, wants to have a boy to be able to carry on the family name. I know that it is very, very selfish. I don't know why uh, people want to keep the family name going. I don't know if that comes from our uh, British roots, having a monarchy, uh, keeping the family name going. But there's this guy called the Sperminator. He's 44, and he has fathered 78 children and currently has 13 women pregnant. He reveals he just cannot say no. Now, I don't know if this guy is, like, wanting to really help out these women, or it's just an angle, and he's really, really horny, and he just wants to have sex. 
maybe he had this whole contract set up like, all right, I will agree to impregnate you, but I do not want any responsibility at all. A sperm donor who has fathered 78 children and currently has 13 women pregnant has told Explain that he just can't say no. New York College professor Ari Nagel, 44, also known as the Sperminator, Jesus Christ almighty, I mean, it's better than the fuck machine that's living right next door to me. And I, I'm not saying he's a fuck machine. His, his username on Pornhub is fuckmaster and actually has his phone number and everything. But the Sperminator was asked on today's episode of Dr. Oz Show about his motivation for helping women have babies and whether it's narcissism plays a role. That's why I bring that up. It is thick as a man. It is my job to spread my seed, to procreate, have as many people as I can, have as many babies to carry on my legacy, which I think is a big, big problem. We're already way overpopulated here in the whole world. The world has a tipping point when it comes to the amount of people that it can actually sustain. I think it's around 9 billion. You know what? We're getting pretty goddamn close to that number. So I say less pregnancies, more abortions. Uh, Ari, wait, 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 so let me go back here. No, maybe I'm not good at saying no, Ari replied. I would describe myself that way, but definitely not. I have a great life. Even if I struggle financially, I get lots of hugs and kisses every single day. Ari, who doesn't charge for his services, of course not. God, why would he? I think the motivation of why I help these women in some ways why does anyone have kids? I think in some ways I'm getting a lot of the joy and love that a lot of parents don't experience. No, you're just a guy that's wanting to have sex and you're tricking these women into donating your sperm. And I got to tell you, the sperminator, he's a white guy and he loves the chocolate. I mean, I can't even tell you how many like interracial kids that he has, which I have no problem with it. Ari previously revealed he used to conceive the old-fashioned way and would have sex with women to help them conceive. However, since learning of other ways to conceive, he now delivers his sperm in a cup so that he is able to protect himself and the other women he'd be helping that month. During today's show, he explained why he began donating so frequently when many men have thought of doing it once, let alone 77 times. I have two 12-year-old kids, and I think it's quite indicative of maybe the women that you have there on the show today, explained Ari. Now, I've been thinking about this. Like, what do they pay for sperm? Like, seriously, and, and what are these women? Why is this guy not considered gigolo if he is getting paid to impregnate women? He's actually done it for lesbian women. One was a lesbian couple, and they needed help, obviously, to grow their family. And then the other one was a single woman who wasn't meeting Mr. Right. She was in her 40s, and she needed help, and she could not wait any longer to meet somebody. This guy is just preying on women that have baby fever. And I could be wrong. This guy is also definitely a narcissist. He, he wants as many of his kids to keep going on into the future because everybody is afraid of dying and this is exactly just a simple case guys need to get out of here don't forget about the Tuttle daily podcast live stream tonight at eight on my youtube channel 
youtube.com slash Tuttle. Uh, make sure you subscribe and hit that bell button. Hope you guys are having a great day. Hope you enjoyed today's show. I hope you guys stay safe, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by Starfire Transport, stitchyouup.com, and pocketbearclub.com. Special thanks to show producer Vulture and co-host Sirach. Show voiceover services brought to you by jcvoiceover.com and The Little Cheese Show. Download and subscribe to The Little Cheese Show everywhere podcasts are found. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. You have something you want to say? Tuttle at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.